Tom and Z, morning rounds. We doing it. We doing it. We doing it. Can I ask you a question? I'm in Vegas. What is it? You're a doctor. <laughs> Tell me this. Uh, what is it about when you have to do some shit the next day that you can't fucking sleep that night? Every time. What L- is that? Like last night, I was like, man, in the morning, I have to take a dump. It's like <laughs> imperative because I'm old. If I don't have a regular bowel movement and I then I can't sleep all night, I'm worried about this dump. Yeah. And it's unconscious. It's I not know. like you're sitting there going, man, I can't take a dump. It's more like you're just like, I don't know what it is, but like I'm... I'm, I got akathasia. I can't, I can't stay still. I'm all fucked up. It's, it's a real thing, dude. I'm telling you, it, it's, it's legit. So what's, what's on your mind? Tom, well, I, had, now, I know you're angling to tell me something. I well, no, I had to, I have to do a, you know, I have to go on an airplane tonight, and just like, just knowing that in the back of my mind is like, now you can't sleep. Yeah. And then when I get there, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. Yep. And then when I get home, I'm not gonna be able to sleep. I haven't slept. It's since... It's like three days of for one day of air travel. It's, it's true. I haven't yeah. slept since 1987, dude. <laughs> I believe this, it. The shit's going down all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it is. It's interesting. This anticipatory. I, it gets back to that whole submind theory, right? Yeah, yeah. Like these little unconscious parts of your brain are processing constantly, and they're like, "Hey, you know what? You may not be aware of this, homie, but uh, shit's getting real tomorrow. You're gonna have to do." Uh, you googly or you're gonna have to you know you're gonna have to speak in front of like four thousand financial people or you're gonna have to mm-hmm. do whatever it doesn't matter what it is sometimes it's just i'm gonna have to present in front of this whack-ass attending who's yeah. who's who's a dick also bitcoin is back in a bull market which is horrendous for my sleep cycling because i'll just you know i'll wake up randomly to pee and I'll be like i wonder what the bitcoin price is and i'm like oh it's up a thousand dollars and then I'll, I'll you know go pee and i'll be like oh my god it's down a thousand dollars you're on the bitcoin roller coaster. oh my god. the volatility is extreme z well you know it's what it's a, it's a high high beta yeah I would just like to say, though, if you had listened to me on this show about Bitcoin, you would now be rich. It's true. Yeah. Actually, that's absolutely true. <laughs> As is true with many speculative bets that happen to hit. How but dare you? I, I'm not daring. How dare you talk to me with reason and financial <laughs> rigor and acumen? <laughs> Tom always prefaces any of his Bitcoin advice to me. He's like, remember, only invest what you're willing to lose. That's right. Yeah. I always, I always uh, all my financial advice ends with, I don't know, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that way like, you can never say I ruined your life. And you spell it T H O. Yeah, yeah. Because like, it makes it even that much more formal. I don't know though. Like, like, Amen. J K. <laughs> <laughs> I M H O. You know, it's not a, it's not facts. It's just in my humble opinion. Yeah. Right. By the way, okay. Here's something I want to talk about. Mm. My. Okay. How come I? Uh, we all know that anti-vax stuff is just propaganda. You know, by dumbasses. And. Uh, <laughs> But yet, what I hear from smart people the most often is, well, why can't we just do, why can't we slow vax? I want I want a vax, but I want to do it slowly, mm-hmm. okay? And I don't have this uh, feeling. I just, I'm like, whatever you got, give it to her. Just shoot her up. My daughter, I'm like, just shoot her up. What do you got? Mm-hmm. How Can we give her some more? Mm-hmm. What you got? You got yeah. a vaccine for that? Give it to her, right? And I just want to say, my daughter is just crushing her milestones, mm-hmm. okay? Mm-hmm. Just milestone after milestone. She started with the app cars, crushed them. Crushed it. And that was with the hepatitis B shot That's right, right there. That's right. Right there. Even I was a little jilted because she got a nine on her app cars, and uh, I know she was a 10 Yeah, you know, I know what? You know what? Daddy knows best. That's right. And uh, I'm not a trained doctor or nurse, but I know what an app car of 10 when I see it. You've done your research. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Professor Dunning. I went on Dr. Google and I was like, hey, <laughs> so this is slow- my baby a perfect Apgar 10? And they were like, hell yeah, it is. The Slovaks uh, <laughs> thing. Even so- Peter Atia when he was on the show, and Peter Atia is 
blisteringly smart. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, you can watch the guy, the revolutions per minute are, yes. you know, it's crazy. Yes. He was talking about Slovak. Right, right, right. Well, because it intuitively makes some sense. You're like, well, why not we just spread out the injections and that way we don't overwhelm their body? Well, okay, fallacy one is that these are tiny amounts of antigens compared to what you breathe or eat every single day. Right. And so this idea of overwhelming an immature immune system is just dumb. All right, number next, the reason the schedule exists the way it does is it's been looked at. This is the pattern where you're in windows where you're potentially vulnerable to infection. So that's one thing you gotta consider. You don't wanna take too much time where you're unprotected, especially in the setting of outbreaks like measles that are happening now, pertussis, et cetera. And the way the immune system functions, there are certain windows where it's most effective to give the drug. That's why we don't typically give MMR prior to a year because there may not be as robust an immune response. Now we can do it in emergency situations like outbreaks, et cetera. So keeping to the schedule, there's a reason for it. By delaying it, you open your child to windows of infection, especially if they're in daycare or somewhere where they're exposed or anywhere now where there's epidemic mm. uh, outbreaks. Now, the or outbreaks, I should say. The, 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 the second thing about this where I will clarify is I actually don't feel bad about telling parents, well, maybe if you're worried about giving five injections at once from a trauma standpoint to a four to seven-year-old child where they're actually cognizant. Yes, yeah, because we, we had, uh, what's her name? Amy Baxter. Amy Baxter, yeah. And you're talking about needle fear, inducing needle fear in their elephant and mm-hmm. their unconscious. Well, then, okay, spread it out over a one week or something, have them come yeah. back. And that is the data that she has shows that even that's enough. So you don't have to delay vaccination. Well, Amy Baxter's uh basic contention was that the anti-vax movement is a bunch, is of, is a bunch of needle phobics, you know, and this happened to my wife, my wife, who is a master's prepared RN, my uh, mother-in-law had her held down, you know, at, in that window, six to like four to six to seven, like I forget what it was, but you know, she had her held down and given her shots. Right. And since then, crippling fear of needles. I believe it, man. And her data seems to imply that this is why we're seeing so much drama around 11 to 12 year old Mm -hmm. uh, girls and boys around HPV vaccination because they've been traumatized with multiple injections in one sitting. Traumatized meaning mentally. Now, it, scientifically, there's absolutely no reason not to give them all at once. Yeah. And plenty of reason too, because part of the problem is people don't follow up, they're lost, they don't come in for that second, and, and that's the problem. That's where I think Paul Offit would say, no, don't fuck with this, yeah. just keep it, you know. What is it about that window of like eight to 12 that like things that happen to you in that window seem to make like a, a really indelible impression? I, I would argue it's even as like, like a five to eight yeah, you know, and, and there's I something think, very specifically in my mind, like eight to twelve, like which for me would have been like you know ninety, what seven to like two thousand ish that I hate era. You so much you and young so bastard. All of my all all the references from that era are like, like stuck, in, stuck in my in head. head. Yeah. yeah. Well, what Amy said in the podcast was there's this concrete operational phase of development where people remember things without the overlay of abstraction. Mm -hmm. So in other words, they just remember, big scary person came at me with a bunch of needles, don't know why, no explanation, no context, nothing, because you can't have that at that age very easily. And you don't remember it. So you remember the concrete, but you don't remember the abstract. So that may be a part of it, and then you start getting online abstract reasoning later in life. So 11 to 12, when these girls are having syncopal events because the needle's coming at them, 
you know, they're probably now, there's an unconscious fear and then it becomes a more conscious thing and then it becomes a vasovagal event where they pass out. And so everyone's like, oh, you see the HPV vaccines causing people to pass out. No, <laughs> that's not what it is, dummy. Like get some science on, bitch. Yeah. Um, Wouldn't it be a better world if we could just correlate like all over the place? Like, just do nothing every, but correlation. For everything, yeah. Would it be a better world or would it be an uh, idiocracy that it already is? It would be the idiocracy it already is because people are already... Doing they that. already do this. Yeah, it's already a better world, Tom Heineber. This is a constant uh, battle I'm having with my therapist all the time. You know, my therapist is a therapist, so she's always like, you know, yeah, I don't believe that there is an objective truth, and I think that everybody just has their own personal truth. And I'm like, there's objective truth, 100. percent You know, you need to shut the fuck up with that. Like, why do you think everything works? Why do you think your car works? How do you think you got here? Why do you think the air conditioner's on? You think because somebody was like, my personal truth is the room should be cold. Post postmodernism gone wild, you know. Yeah. Well, like the laws of thermodynamics don't give a shit about your personal truth. Yeah, that you know? it has nothing to do. Well, so yes, and uh, th that's a beauty thing. You have your feelings. Yeah, you can. Your feel feelings right. aren't truth. Yeah, in They're fact, there's truth. a great fallacy: trust your feelings. Yeah. No, you really shouldn't. You should listen to your feelings and try to understand them. We talked about this on the show. We talked about this. You shouldn't the, trust them. We, with the abortion thing, where we we both felt that like we both feel kind of icky about abortion, yeah. but we also both feel like we shouldn't be regulating abortion. Right, like, right, and even even I, I mean I say icky is strong for me. It, what I saw when I was a medical school f student felt icky, yeah, and so it really, uh, but it didn't influence what, what my stance is beyond. Nah, English. shut up, you're icky. You feel icky, bro. That's how you described it. And then like you, said, and then the you time, let this dumb. Why can I say this person's name? No, why not? No, tell, let me because tell I promise that I wouldn't. Now that I'm a man of my word. <laughs> well, listen, it was uh, public on Twitter. Yeah, there was a battle. And there was this dumbass doctor who's a hardcore liberal who kind of bullied you. And now you kind of like feel like you have to, you know. Oh, no, 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 not anymore. Uh, for a minute, I was bullied, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. honestly. I felt like, oh, wow, my own tribe hates me. And mm -hmm. it feels bad. And then I was like. That's what liberals I do. That's why they can't get together and win an election. <laughs> You, you are know? so fucking right. I'm telling you. Liberals are Because the, the conservatives get together and they're like, what's our secret evil yeah, plan? Yeah. And they're uh, all let's like, let's go do it. Here it is. Let's go do <laughs> it. <laughs> like, let's go. Liberals are like, oh, she's a bitch. Oh, you're a fucking cocksucker. You know what? That guy's right. not liberal enough. He's too liberal. Also, conservatives respect the hierarchy. So yeah, it's like, yeah. who's the guy with the plan? That guy? Everybody yeah. follow that guy. Yeah. And, and they, they have a moral taste, but of loyalty versus subversion. Right. Where they value loyalty, whereas liberals value subversion. Right. So what's more subversive than taking a shit on your own tribe? Yeah. So fuck all of them because that's why they lose. That's why, and that's what I said in our follow up show. I'm like, the reason pro choice is losing uh, in the sphere of public action, legislation and stuff, is that they don't understand the other side's moral palette around this. Right. I actually do because I felt a little weird seeing this, this shit happen. So I said, okay, here's the thing I can act in a rational way that's in the best interest of the most humans. Uh, in my mind, right? And while still feeling, understanding my feelings about it and not letting them totally guide my my actions. However, they do inform me. So I will say, I like contraception. Mm -hmm. I like family planning. I like preventing uh, unnecessary, uh, unwanted pregnancy. Well, and that, that I get vilified by the abortion docs because they're like, you're gonna cause people to come and attack our clinics. Really? You think these fuckers are really listening to Z-Dog fucking MD? No. And they're like, you know, and then it turns out, so someone sent me, th I, uh, someone sent me a thing where they took your clip out of context. It was a anti-abortion activist group. And I'm like, and? Yeah. Hey, listen, if they're, if they're gonna come, uh, you know, uh, do a physical attack 
on a doctor or on a clinic or on a whatever. They're not listening to Z Dog MD, random bald Indian man. They're listening to the Je- voices in their head. Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Who's a man in the sky? That's right. In That's their mind. Yeah, exactly. Right. That's exactly. who they're listening to. Exactly. I spoke to God and he told me to firebomb mm-hmm. that clinic. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it goes. Well, I spoke to General Zod that's and right. he told me to kneel before him, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's funny. So, so yeah, okay, fucking, ah, uh, it's just. So I spoke. I don't like it. I don't like seeing my friend Z Dog MD get bullied by some people I consider bitch ass losers. <laughs> okay? I don't like that, Z. <laughs> Makes well, me, that makes me feel icky. I I I, I understand. And I'm like, you shut the hell well, you up. Know, I, it's, funny. it's a fetus until uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna I, get started I'm, again. I am vastly better for that experience, actually. I think because now I have this. Uh, I have a better understanding of outrage culture and how the mob can turn instantly. Yeah, and it makes me want to trigger them more. Mm-hmm. Well, I told you my thing where I infiltrated one of these social justice warrior groups, oh. right? And. Uh, there's this thing that social justice warriors like to say to each other where they say yikes and they're like yikes and that that means like uh this is offensive or wow can you believe how backwards this person is and look at me I'm so progressive and so I went <laughs> I went into this I infiltrated this group called yikes on several fucking bikes that's the name that's of, the group that's the name of their group mm-hmm. I I infiltrated it and because uh, you yikes know, Tom I love to troll see here's the thing. Don't troll in the north or troll in the south. Troll everywhere. Every battle in your mind all the time. That's Game of Thrones, bitches. Um, <laughs> so I go into I go into this place. I'm, I'm, you know, doing some light trolling. Just research, really, yeah, at this point. Just a little point. side you trolling, know? yeah. And uh, there's this thread, and it's like, here are all the famous social justice warriors, like Rosa Parks, Gandhi, Martin Luther King, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. First comment, Gandhi is pure trash. <laughs> Someone made this comment. Yeah, not you. No, somebody. Yeah. Somebody said this, and uh, I look up this person's profile picture. And, you know, they have green hair, and you know, I make a bunch of assumptions about them right away. And all those, correct. All, all correct, correct assumptions. Yeah. All yeah. Correct, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I just, I just love this thing. And then I, so I go, why is Gandhi trash? And the person goes. Gandhi's a well-known sexual predator. What? And I go, I've never heard of Gandhi being a well-known sexual predator. And then, so I Googled it. I type in Gandhi sexual predation. (laughs) You know what I get back? Almost nothing. Here's what Gandhi did do. Gandhi had these purity tests where he would have nubile naked women lay next to him in bed, and then he would (gasps) not touch them. Oh. Because he's Gandhi. Oh. Right? So I was like, I guess this is in some sphere of some... A little rapey. It's yeah. a little weird. But it's not a... Well... But also, Gandhi was a product of his time. Right. Like everybody. Right, right, right. right. You right. know, George Washington owned slaves. Right. But he was also George fucking Washington. Mm-hmm. So it's like... You know what I'm saying? The GFW? That's subversion, though. Yeah. They yeah. want to just tear down the entire yeah, past, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, like nobody can live up to some standard Revise like that. Yeah. If Gandhi's not good well, enough, then I'm certainly not good enough. And you know what this makes me want to do? Just go the hardcore opposite yeah. direction and just be like, who gives a shit? Fuck you. You need to shut the fuck up, right? I, 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 I tell you, these fuckers push me right to the center much more than anything else could. Like... I tell you, I tell you, because no persuasion tactic on the right is going to convince a liberal to move to the center, yeah. but the left will convince a liberal to move to the center because they'll go, "You people are just you're just screwed." Up. And the thing is, they project well, here, all here's, the time. Here's how I end up in the center: is I, I go to the far left, and people are like, "We should all cut off our dicks and be women." And I'm like, "Whoa, 
that's fucking crazy. And then I go over to the far right and it's like, we should kill all the black people. I'm like, oh my God. And then I just I just stay frozen in my in my place where I am. Uh, stand in the place where you live. By the way, how annoying is REM? Let's be honest. I like REM. Really? Yeah. I find them annoying. Losing my reli- that's me in the corner. That's me, that's in, me in the, the spot light. <laughs> Losing my religion. <laughs> Let's talk about this, though. Michael Vietnamese, Vietnamese food. Oh, God. We had Zubin the took me to the most jank-ass Vietnamese food restaurant the other day, and he was like, he was like, listen. Or, okay, because I, I, ha- I have an aversion to other cultures because America's great. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, Zubin, I know this great Chinese place around the corner, and he's like, no. Let's go eat this this dirty diaper food. What revisionist history is this? I said, let's let Logan decide. And Logan goes, I love a good pho. Because Logan is cultured as fuck. That's right. He's kind of cultured. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I said, Tom, I've been to this place many times in my family. It's pretty good Vietnamese food. You need to get your ass cultured. Let's go. So we went. <laughs> and you know what we had? The worst fucking Vietnamese food I have ever had. Yeah. It was terrible. It the was place gross. fell off. I told you it was going to no be gross. No one was in the we place. Normally it's packed. Mm-hmm. So I think they changed management or something. Now Tom blames me. Even though Tom. I blame him. I'll never let you live it down. And I'm going to tell you this now. Even though Tom motherfucking knows that I'm a foodie as fuck and that we mostly agree on food, almost 99% concordance about what a transcendent food, and yet he still holds me accountable for this. Now what? Am I hurt? I yes. Do. Am I hurt? Definitely. Because I want to show Tom a good gastronomic experience. That's why I'm taking him to Wicked Spoon today, which is my favorite strip buffet. Even though it's not great, it's a great buffet. And yes, I'm going to pay for it because I want him to know that I care. All right? All right? Am I hurt? Yes. Maybe. The food was dog shit. <laughs> and I understand why you hate all Vietnamese people now. Because it's, well, I, 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 don't put I'm going to take it to the next level. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm going to take it to the next I level. I only hate the North Vietnamese. <laughs> Is that still a thing? <laughs> no. I, <don't> think so. <laughs> I thought they unified after. But I started. hated them from the years 1960, whatever, to 1970, whatever. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, you're Until we f- threw that helicopter off that ship. Oh, yeah. Danang. That was the moment I started loving the Vietnamese people when that helicopter went in the ocean. It was a beautiful day. Mm-hmm. I have no idea what you're talking about. What I, helicopter are you talking about? Vietnam. We, when they're all leaving. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, didn't they have like, they were evacuating from the rooftop of the American yeah. embassy? No, they land on a uh, barge or something, like one of our American ships, and then they push the helicopter into the ocean wow. to make room for more people, I think, oh, I think it was. Oh, yeah. You know, it wasn't a live then, see? Okay? And I neither were you. I wasn't either. But, right. uh But I sat next to someone who was, and I studied them. <laughs> Speaking of Vietnam, isn't that where you got the moral injury thing from? Was from uh, uh, it was research actually, about Vietnam? It was research about uh, military veterans in general. Uh, interesting. Yeah, because they they would call moral injury shell shock in the old days mm-hmm. and PTSD, WW1 yeah. and PTSD at the end. And, you know, really it's it's this, being forced to be complicit in these terrible things. Yeah, so, you know, the Facebook screeners who look at these videos, right, mm-hmm. to kind of screen out terrible videos, uh, they suffer this. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're I'm like, so desensitized to that shit. Right. Like I could do that job. See, I would be I would be traumatized. I've seen every terrible thing the internet has to offer and they're gross. Now we're not talking about the honey badger, right? We're talking about like people getting No, no, I'm talking about like yeah, yeah, bad shit. Right. Yeah. I've seen it all. Mm-hmm. I've seen it all. One time I saw a 10-year-old boy from uh Al- like Al-Qaeda or the Taliban chop off somebody's head like and when I say chop off, he slowly slowly sawed through it. Good lord. And then he held it up and I was like that's enough internet for today. <laughs> I was like, I don't feel so good. 
There's a subreddit uh, for people who aren't deep in the internet game. I'll cl- clue you into this. There's oh, a subreddit great. called r iBleach. And so you, you, oh, you has bleach your eyes. You're going to bleach your eyes. So it's just pictures of uh, puppies and kittens oh. and duckies making friends with puppies. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. So when you see fucked up shit on the internet, you just go to r iBleach. And, it makes and it then you cleanse your palate. Better. Right. You yeah. cleanse your palate. So you're ready for the next round. Yeah, exactly. The next tasting. Uh huh. And then you go back to gore.com and oh. you, know, you see a degloving or oh, something. Oh, degloving's like are terrible. Horrendous. Um, um, eels do that. Moray eels will d- cause degloving injuries in divers. They'll pull Oof. the skin right off. Have you seen a degloving like from somebody hitting the asphalt? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. It's not good. It's brutal. Yeah, it's, basically, it's a foot amputation. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to amputate the foot. It's just, it's not good. Ugh. Yeah. It Ugh. makes me a little squirrel. Early. That's why I wear all my gear on the motorcycle because I don't want to have a degloving happen. Don't get degloved. No. See, I ride my bicycle. I know with no gear except I for know. a helmet, and if I go down, it's at forty miles an hour down. That's what's weird about the bicycle is like when I'm on the motorcycle, I am geared up. Right, man. I have elbow pads, shoulder pads, leather. Like my pants have Kevlar. I'm getting in a them. little erect in the are you yeah all this discussion i mean i mean i'm not a village person but i try to be one but when you go out on a bicycle you can get going up to 35 40 miles 40 plus and you're wearing spandex and lycra and then like maybe a foam helmet listen my camel toe is protected yeah nothing else yeah so if it go down i the other day i was uh, biking downhill in, in california and it was just the wind was blowing so hard, and I had these little bro glasses on, and I was tearing up, and I was da, 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 things vibrating a little. And I'm like, dude, I'm one little twitch away from just going over these handlebars at 40 and dying because I have nothing. I'm just my nipples are going to be sheared right off. Uh, it's going to be a nipple degloving injury, which is what any lactation consultant will demand from a new mom. Speaking of lactation consultants, mm-hmm. do you think we're going to? So we just did a metamoji about a lactation consultant. The supporters shark. know and what if, we're if about. you're a supporter, you got to see my little video. I, I create these like scratch tracks for Z, where you know it's just me doing like a little animoji, and I'm I'm just doing the character or whatever, or like some ideas for the character, and then me and Z get together and we flesh it out and do the whole piece. And uh, you always hear me laughing in the back of the metamojis because I'm feeding Z jokes and then, you know, we just laugh our way through it, basically. But I'm worried about you getting a lot of pushback on this lactation consultant thing because, okay, here's the thing. (laughs) This came from me originally internally because I had a really, me and my wife had a really terrible lactation consultant. I mean, just horrendous. I fucking hated this woman. She was, and so the the lactation consultant you can see in the metamojis basically based on this one woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying every lactation consultant is this way, but there seems to be this thing where they're sort of into like shaming anybody who wants to do formula and you know. We we showed it to the supporters Tom's scratch track and they were like, "Yep. Yep. Yep. This is all of them. This is all of them." And they were on- <laughs> but then they yeah. were like don't post it. You're, yeah. It's gonna be a shit storm. And this is the thing: you tell me not to post something, and oh, we're gonna post yeah, it. It's, then it's then it's on. Four then act. it's game on. And the main reason I asked the supporters should I post this is I know they're gonna say no, and I'm like, <laughs> now I'm really inspired to post this because we're gonna go do this. There's something about that. I don't know what it is entirely, but I know that they all, or the ones I've interacted with, tend to have this sort of. I don't know if it's a superiority complex, but it's sort of this like very strict motherly archetype thing where it's like listen up bitch this is boot camp okay yeah this is boot use a magical time for you you think this is all magic and fun and you got butterflies you saw your new little child and you're like i love you yeah well this is boot camp for your tits bitch (laughs) and it's like suck it up new mom so put on your big girl pants and feed your baby and it's like okay yeah this is a natural thing that like really 
you don't need to enter into the process at any point. <laughs> you know what I mean? How about give us a handout? People uh, have that's been. Not, that's not true. People actually. have been breastfeeding. This has to be something that goes back deep in our culture. Like, th- there's got to be some sort of tradition of like really mean wet nurses or something. Like, oh, you know. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is, but I know. I know that moms need some guidance. It is a very hard time, but they need love and support. They don't need, especially when they're emotional, shaming and. And, and tit slapping, because that's what it's like. And you know, the other thing is they don't even just like, here, I'm gonna put my hand on your boob. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's my boob. Like if like if Tom Heinemann just came and grabbed my nipple. I was like, let me see your nips, bro. Let yeah. me see your nips. Yeah. Hey, why are your nips so flat? They always been flat like this. And I'm just like one single, like the, like the, like the Native American in the boat, just a single tear. I'm like, you know, Z, normally males don't have areolas this large. That hit a little close to home right now. I thought we were friends. You know, tell people about my big areola. He has very normal areolas. We've all seen them when he dresses in drag and then insist on getting into a bikini. We've all seen him. Insist. Insist. He insists. Yeah. I'm really, like, you know, Z, you don't have to wear a bikini for this shot. And he's like, I want to, Tom. You, know you were just taking a shit on postmodernism, yet you're revising history like a motherfucker right now. <laughs> this is how that actually went. Z, Z, you have to wear the bikini. Tom Heinebra, I don't want to. I've got like the little pubes poking out. You shut up and you don't worry about your pubes. The fans need to see it. Yep. Yep. It's very true. That's the fun part about postmodernism is uh, you can just lie. And then make and, your and reality whatever reality. you want it to be. Yeah. This is my truth, see? Mm-hmm. This is my oh, truth. Oh, truth, Tom mm-hmm. That's right. In my truth, you love to be in drag. <laughs> <laughs> That's my truth, bro. You know what? And you're sticking to it. I like it when your truth's about me. See, your truth is great until it infringes on my truth, which is it's not that truth. Don't tread on me, bro. Don't tread. It's not my fault I look good in drag. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, did we do it, Tom? I think we did it. We did. I think this one is done. This one is beyond done. (laughs) Stick a fork in it. it. Oh God! You know, stick a meat thermometer in it for better precision. Mm -hmm. This whole stick a fork in it and see if it's wet when it comes out. Yeah, dumb. What? I want it to be 132 degrees Fahrenheit. That's right. All right, because otherwise. Oh, so we have new series. Been working on some shit here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What we, do we tell them? Tell them in the next one. Tell we'll them tell them now. in the next one. I would tell them now. Fuck him. Tell them now. It's called Story Time. Story Time. It's where Z just shares stories about his life and his career in medicine. Yes. We were gonna write a book, but we're too lazy to do that. So we're just doing Story Time. Instead. Story Time. Too lazy to write a book. Z Dog MD. <laughs> Tom Heineber. Logan behind the camera. Story Time. Story Time. <laughs> <laughs> Z tells some really funny there's a really funny story about a chameleon oh. that like I had never heard before you guys are gonna really enjoy I, I, I thought that that story is fucking hysterical it will take it you really from is. chameleon air to Charizard <laughs> in three easy steps <laughs> do we do it? I think we did it Hey, it's Dr. Z. Thanks for getting through the whole episode. That's a huge accomplishment. (laughs) And so at this point, I just got to ask you for a few favors because it just helps us so much if you leave a review on your favorite podcast platform and subscribe. It it just really helps the algorithms to get this message out to others. The second thing is email me, hello at zdogmd.com. I get all these emails personally. I can't respond to them all, but I need to hear your voice because especially on podcast, we don't have a comment section. And I want to hear how this episode affected you, what you'd like to hear in the future, what you think we got wrong, what we think we got right, anything, anything, or just say hi. So that's really powerful. And the third thing is 
Financially, it helps us a lot to support the show in any way you can. And if you go to zdogmd.com forward slash supporters, you can join our supporter tribe on your favorite platform, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever. What that will get you on those platforms is live shows with me that are exclusive for supporters and access to our Zoom meetings where we talk about awakening realization and we share with each other our own experience. It's a powerful group effect. It's a community, really. And we support and love each other and share, again, through our own experience, how we're waking up. So, and that that ripples out into systems, into transforming healthcare and education and government. So it st- really starts with us. So join us there if you can. Again, zdogmd.com forward slash supporters. And I'm so grateful to have you with us.